The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Dela Cruz, founder of the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community on Facebook and angeltarot.org. My guest today worked for 20 years as a successful bar and nightclub owner in Australia. After two decades in this industry, he was searching for deeper meaning. In an effort to regain balance and improve his health, he connected with a coach that helped him turn everything around. He now works as a life coach and wellness promoter, inspiring others with the wisdom and insight that he gained from his own transformational journey. He also incorporates the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer with each and every one of his clients, which I love. Adam Edwards, thank you so much for joining me today. Very nice to be here from sunny north, far north Queensland in Australia. Very nice. Um, yes, it's getting rainy and cold here, but we have beautiful fall leaves everywhere. So we actually got connected because you're a mentor to one of my previous guests, um, Brandon Mangin. And in fact, you two have a few things in common. Yeah, well, he, he, he's, in, he's still in the industry. He's still in that nightclub industry. And, and uh, you know, I think he reached out to me somewhere along the way and uh, didn't really know what was next. And I've just been guiding him um, down the spiritual path because I know the path that the nightclubs take. I've been to the end of it. I've been to the top of it. And it's not where you find your sense of completion. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, we, we, you know, I, I just I mentor him. I, I, I was sending him a lot of stuff on Wayne Dye early. And I think that, was, that helped him open up a window. And I think he really resonated with Wayne, um, as I did and as I still do. I think it's really really had a massive impact on his journey. I mean, having that guidance of a 22-year-old, I think he's 22. Like, I think he's 24, but 24. very young, yeah. He's very, very <laughs> young, and, and I'm so proud of him to be on this journey. At that age, I mean, I started my spiritual journey at 20, but I got lost. You know, every couple of years I was lost down a path of, you know, of, of destruction. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick by him and make sure he doesn't fall back ever. Sure. Well, that's great. And and yeah. I know that he is working to be an inspiration for others too. So the cycle continues. So tell us what it was like being a, being a club owner. I mean, you were in it for a long time. So I imagine, you know, it probably changed a lot for you um, in that time period. So what was life like before you had this big shift? Madness. It's probably the best <laughs> word. Madness, um, misery. Um, just, uh, it was, it really was a crazy, crazy lifestyle. I mean, I was the face of the business too. So, um, you know, 
working long hours, drinking, and uh, you know everything was free. So you just would just throw yourself into you know this lifestyle of just drinking. I, I, I remember one thing. So what would happen is I would I would all weekend I'd be drinking, partying. The next morning I'd be an absolute mess. I had to get my wife to order Uber Eats. Just and I, I had, we had this saying. I said, "You need to save my life." That was the saying in the morning. Everything saved my life. My poor wife. Um, so she would go out and get you know junk food for me, whatever it would take to make me feel better. It wasn't until probably six or seven that afternoon where I, I had to get up and get ready to go again. And of course, I had hundreds and hundreds of messages because I was the promoter of the business as well. So having to sort of field those messages all day, and then had to have four or five drinks just to get back into the venue. I had to, I had to just to take that edge off, and then I would also, you know, get my my uh, my bar manager to meet me downstairs at the bar and pour me drinks for an hour before I faced anyone. That's the that's a level of that's what I got to at one point. And um, then, of course, the same thing happened on Saturday. Had the same thing happened on Sunday, and I, I was you know, Groundhog Day. I think you know, by Friday the next week, I was just starting to feel probably fifty percent of myself, and I started again, and again, and again, year after year after year after year. It was just absolute madness. So, which led me to taking off. You know, a few times a year, I'd go to Bali. I had to go there to heal, just to make sense of the madness. And uh, that's where things really started taking a turn upward, being in Bali. You know, I'm surprised that you actually stayed in it for that long. If, you know, if you're obviously struggling physically, like what, what kept you there? Did you feel an obligation to the businesses that you were a part of? Like, why did you keep doing it? I didn't think I could do anything else. That's simple. And I had a business partner say to me once, which I'm so happy he said it to me because it really lit a fire in me. He said, um, I was kind of like, you know, empty threats. Like, I'm going to leave this business. You know, you know, I bring this, I bring this to the business, that to the business. He goes, he goes to me, we can't do anything else. I thought, really? And and that really hit me like a bag of something. I knew at that point I had to change. I think it was only about, Probably a month later that I took off a whole month and went to Bali and that's where I met my coach. Because I in Bali I was searching, I was searching. I had Wayne Dyer, De, uh, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, all the masters, you know, um, Plato, Epictetus, Epic, Epic I had Socrates, I had the masters in front of me and I was just consuming information. Give me the answer, give me the answer. <laughs> and, and I was just like, ah. And of course my wife said to me, hey, hey, it used to take me about 10 days to have to breathe when I got to Bali. Like the first 10 days were pretty much just unwinding the madness that I lived. Get to Bali, 10 days, and then, you know, she said, because I was just studying, studying, looking for answers, and then she just said, listen, chill out, stop, you're going crazy. Literally, she said that to me, and I said, okay, well, okay. She goes, take three days off with me, and we'll just come back to this later. So she got me to cut, shut down all the Wayne Dyer, Podcast I had every one of his books open. I'm reading everything. Give me, teach me, Wayne. Um, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I, was like, I need it. Oh, more I was like now. <laughs> reading everything into it. Oh my god, that's amazing. You know, change your thoughts, change your life. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know. Um, and and then I came back to my computer, and for whatever reason, I, I I didn't shut one of them one one thing down. 
That always wasn't Wayne, this was my coach. So there was just a heading that said, your beliefs are controlling your life. I just remember reading that. It's huge. So, so, so pertinent to what we're talking about. Your beliefs control everything. And I, and I pressed play and I just watched this 26 minute video. This is Australian guy, <clears throat> Carl Massey. Um, and I, I finished reading it and going, oh my God, I just picked up something there that I'd never realized. Because my head was so frantic. And so my wife said, why don't you message him? Not knowing that he was in Bali, by the way. I had no idea he was in Bali. So I said, hi, Carl, my name's Adam. You know, interested in you know, doing some, a one-on-one coaching session with you, maybe? And he replied back that night and said, hi, Adam, I live in Bali. How about we meet? This is, this is Sunday. How about we meet Thursday? And so I told him a little bit about myself. And he goes, firstly, fill out these forms, which is what I do with all my clients now. I need to fill out two forms. Getting to know you and what level are you. And I filled out those forms. He goes, no alcohol, no sugar, say no caffeine. I want you to be a, a clear vessel when you see me on, on the Thursday. Oh, so nervous. I was like, you know, going to meet Buddha in a way because I felt as though he sort, of, he, he sort of got me. And he owned, he owned a beautiful yoga studio called The Practice in Bali. And he was an ex-army major. He was very, very calm. And I, I was not calm. And so hence why he said, slow down. And I got there and I walked upstairs and he's sitting down like a, like a Buddha. And um, he gets up and he's the first person ever that sort of got up and looked at me and looked right through me. And I just remember feeling, feeling that sense of, this guy is like, he's onto me big time. And yeah, this is like how he it, saw it, you. He really mm. saw you, right? He even saw the lies that I told in my documents. So he mm. you know, just spent 20 years doing this. And, he, and, he, and so he goes, walk with me. And so we walk around this yoga studio. And he goes, so, you know, question eight. So tell me about that. And so I, I went into that particular question. He goes, so, he goes, so are you telling me the truth? I said, yeah. And he goes, look. If you're gonna, we're gonna start that way. We're in this conversation right now. I said, "What do you, what do you mean?" My ego is like, "What do you mean, mate? Like, what are you talking about?" He goes, "But well, I know, I know you're lying, and this is why." He goes, "So tell me the truth." And I went, oh, "God, like, I'm so yeah, because you're so used to like most people will just take it at face value. Like, okay, that's what he said. I guess that's it. You know, not this well, guy." But I, when I become used to you know, in the night as a promoter, you're always making things sound better than they are. Yeah. So that creeps into your life. And so he just said, believe your own lies. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I did, because they start with little ones and they go into bigger ones. And she, he just goes, boom, I, I see you. Tell me the truth. And like getting the truth out, even then I wasn't fully telling the truth. Another five minutes around, after walking around the thing, he asked me the other question. I started all lie again. He goes, give it to me straight. Oh my God. Like, okay, very embarrassing. And it's kind of like, look at your soul and realizing that who am I? And that's when I, had this realization that I didn't really know who I was. Oh, it sounds like standing naked in front of a stranger. Like, oh, like you know that you need a change. You're desperate for something. You saw something in this guy that you think might lead you to where you want to be. So you want him to work with you, but you have to do something you're not comfortable with in order to take that next step. Well, I remember, I remember, him, I remember there was three options, one-on-one -on -one coaching, 30-day challenge, and an apprenticeship. And the apprenticeship was expensive. And I was like, I took, kind of put that out of the way before I went to the actual meeting. That was out of my mind. I was thinking 30 day challenge or one-on-one. -on -one and, and at the end of it, I knew like that, that, that apprenticeship came straight back. I couldn't do anything but the apprenticeship. Uh, and I, and funnily, funnily enough, um, he only took on one apprenticeship a year and he just finished off one with, with one of them, perfect timing. And when I, he came back and showed me the, the, doc, the, the notes he had, 
and he'd circled a apprenticeship. So I was like, oh my God, yes. So I, I found the money, found the money, paid him back over a year. And, uh, you know, he, 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 I always say this, he tore me apart. <laughs> in a good way. In, in the most beautiful way. Tore my, tore my mind, body and spirit apart and, and effortlessly put it back together. Challenging me the whole way through. I mean, I remember a year in, I fell off back into the drinking, back to the bars and coming to keep business afloat. And he just said, he just said, listen, keep doing that. I want to pull the course. I want to pull it. And we're done. So he challenged me there. So I stopped again, went back into it. Then three months into it, started getting good. I started coaching people one-on-one free, free consultations. And I would film it with the, with the authority of the people I was filming. And then he would critique it and I would talk to him the week after. And it got to the point where he goes, you're not, you're not getting it. And if you don't get it by the next session, I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it up, pulling it. And that's when I decided to sell out of the bars, out of the bars. So I knew wow. I knew that road was going to take me down. It's, it's like where Brandon is. That road is going to take you down, you know, a pretty empty path, unfortunately. Well, that's the, that's the biggest life-changing moment that it sounds like you had. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't finding Carl Massey. It wasn't um, studying these things or, or deciding that you wanted to be an apprentice. It was the full commitment. I'm walking away from this for something else. He sounds amazing. Actually, it sounds like, um, it sounds like how Ram Dass talks about Maharaji, where Maharaji would just see you and just know. And like, there's no way that you could lie because he knows everything. And like Ram Dass would have these moments where it's like, if he knows that, what else does he know? Like he knows all my dirty secrets, all my unclean thoughts and everything. But you know what I think is I think he reads energy. And I think he read you so clearly because he, I think he saw your energy before you even came, right? And felt that. Um, I'm a card reader, so I, I read people's energy too. Um, <laughs> I may not be a guru like Carl, but like, but I think that's in all of us and, and we kind of train ourselves out of it, that we're not limited to these five senses, but that energy is in everything and we feel it and energy is information. So like, it's it's an amazing bullshit detector, you know. Well, like, well, 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 we are energy, right? Like, you know, the yeah. trillion, trillion cells perfectly combined, doing amazing things while you sleep and enable you to breathe. Um, and like, science just, is catching up to like show us up. what spirituality has been has been telling us for a long time. So, so you have this this life changing turnaround, and you yeah. decide to go ahead and and sell the bars. And by the way. Mm-hmm. Your wife sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, she, she helps me with everything. She's amazing. Yeah. Like she she walked she walked through fire with you, and I think she must know your heart. Well, I, I said to her just just the other day. I said to her um, after coaching someone. I said so. I brought it up again. I said, "How did you handle that? How did you handle it?" She goes, "It was fine. It was fine. Like it was fine. Like it was madness. I'd come home, you know." drunk but now and then you know there was drugs involved and you have there's a certain look in your face when you have drugs and you can't hide it and i got home and she I mean, this is a big moment too and and she said you know you have you done this and i said no like trying to hide my face and she goes look just tell me the truth and it's going to, it's going to be fine anyway all right just tell me that you i'd rather you tell me not tell me the lies are starting to get wet in on me the lies are starting to get wet in and that's that's everything right there, that the whole idea of truth, right? I lied to myself so much and just 
when I committed to truth, when I committed to this spiritual path, I did a post this morning by Marianne Williamson, because I'm a student with the Force of Miracles. And, and Marianne, she said, um, what's that post she did this morning? I'll just really read it to you. It's really good one. That's right. Yeah, everyone is on a spiritual path. Most people just don't know it. Mm. I always love that. I one. mean, and, we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience, so we can't not be on our path. Everything is everything leads us home, right? Everything has benefit for us. Yeah, I mean, look, and and, and so you know, for me, it's really just about. Well, the whole point of my coaching really is to help them become spiritual, which is just connecting to that higher part of themselves. And you know, it's kind of a three-pronged approach and a powerful mind, body, and spiritual practice every day. If you haven't got that, I always say, if you haven't got one of those three, if you're missing one of those three, I look back to what Carl taught me. And if I miss a meditation, if I don't feed my mind with powerful information every day, if I don't feed my body with a green juice or you know, some nutritious food that's actually good for you, then there's always something missing those days. So, so now it's become a practice and all my clients would, would agree that as long as they keep up the three, the, the, the rituals, they're fine. And when they, do, when they drop the rituals, and, like they'll ring me after six months, I was having a struggle, a, a struggle day. I said, are you doing your rituals? They said, no. Okay, so what do we what do? We, do? Yeah. <laughs> we go back to those rituals that keep you, to keep you honest. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to the gym. Um, yeah. You got to you got to keep exactly that strong, but it, it's the same for our mind and our and our spiritual lives, and which to me I think I see it as just recognition of our truth. Like when you come into awareness that you're more than this body, you know it's not that it's not that you're becoming something different, or that or that you weren't that already. It's just this recognition of more, and authenticity is everything. Because, I mean, these lies that we that we tell others are one thing, mm -hmm. but it's the lies we tell ourselves <laughs> yeah. think, that really yeah, a passage get in our in, way. There's a passage in A Course in Miracles, I think Maria Williamson talks about it in her book, A Return to Love, which I read a lot. Um, she talks about, you know, um, other people can be vicious with, their, with their, what they say, but no one's as vicious as we are about ourselves. It's oh, yeah. so true, isn't it? Like, I realized, like, what I, used to, what I used to tell myself, just that ongoing, and once again, you know, just a program from my childhood that well, it was just I haven't I hadn't looked at, hadn't become consciously aware to look at it. And so, big thing for me, I think, huge part. Of, and I, I call myself a, a life coach, but I'm really more of a mindset coach. And the first thing I like to to help people understand is the mind, and and, and particularly how the subconscious mind works, and especially those first seven years in that theta brainwave, and the fact that everything that you see here mum and dad saying you're not good enough or, or you're, you're poor and you're, you're experiencing, you know, lack um, or there's violence and you, you're experiencing, you know, you're playing small or hiding in your bedroom or you're actually physically abused. All these things, you know, become you. So your beliefs control your life. They're all forming beliefs. They're your core beliefs. And so after 7, 8, 9, 10, everything's been programmed. So until you, until you look at it, and start the reprogram, you can be neurotic, you know, and, and be, have trauma the rest of your life. That's, my, like that's my focus. Yeah. It's like the state of our life is reflecting our beliefs back to us. So if you see what your life is like, if you're like, ah, oh, I hate everybody, and nobody's fair to me, and nobody mm -hmm. loves me, and I'm never going to succeed, and this isn't possible for me, 
all you're looking at is your beliefs. Yeah. And and if you shift the way, it, then everything is information, right? Just like energy. But our lives are just a reflection of our of our inner world. And so much of that, like you said, is set into our subconscious from a very young age. It's not our programming. It's programming that was handed down often through generations. You know, that that's a lot of what Wayne Dyer's early books were about. Your erroneous zones, pulling zones. your own strings. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I, I say that he had this evolution from psychology to spirituality and that he got more and more into the heart of it into the sense of love but i feel like the deeper you go into the heart of it also the harder it is to explain the more words fail us or it sounds so simple but it's really everything but he never left that he never left those early teachings he added to them he incorporated to it you know like one of his later books was excuses be gone he's still trying to teach us how to get rid of these old limiting beliefs and 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 not um feel like a victim and not you know think that oh well my life is this way because of what happened to me and you know you don't understand like oh my parents and it's like you know it's parents but it's bigger than that it's bigger than that so i love that you know what you're talking about is so in alignment with all the things that i loved about wayne dyer and all of the things that he kind of did for my life like i would say so i discovered him as a teenager watching pbs which was really young and like i don't even know why i got like it was just something like i saw him and i i was like who is that? And like, you hear him talk for just a few minutes and it's like, it just, it drew me in and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hair, I... Hair, hair and a mustache then too, right? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I'll no, I think, I think yeah. he was pretty much bald my whole life, but because um, <laughs> he lost his hair early, which is why he was always yeah, making right. those yeah. jokes. Yeah, because yeah. even in the 70s, because I was born in the 70s, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he had lost a lot of his hair. He still had some, but, but yeah, but it was like, What I saw from him was this idea that life can be different. We don't have to have all these limitations that I was taught is just the way it is. And you got to worry about money and you got to follow these things to get the good job and have the stability. And like, that's just how like, like this reinforcing limitations. And, and I'm not blaming my family for that. It's really, it's just, it's like the whole culture, you know? But he was the one who went, this could be different. And I almost believed him in secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. 100%. Yeah. Like the first book I read was You'll See It When You Believe It. Mm. And like I was I was 19. Like I'm living with – or maybe I was even younger. Maybe I was like 17. I don't know. I was, I was very young. And I'm in my room and I'm reading You'll See It When You Believe It. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, this is so true, right? But it was like it was like a secret. It was like a secret to life that – we could reach higher. We could feel better. We don't have to be sick and sad and worried all the time. He, he told me, look, I mean, talking about, you know, the hell that I went through in those nightclubs. I mean, you know, I got, I got to the point, one point where I was, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I'd wake up in the morning. I couldn't tell my mind to move my hand. It was kind of like a, I guess, a mini breakdown. And this happened for six months, the last six months of owning the bars. And I was selling and there was a lot of problems. Um, there and, and the only thing that got me through I had him on like I had, I had him in my ears I'm not kidding eight hours a day his live lectures are the 
best. Oh, He's helped me through so much in my life. If it wasn't for him, Alan Watts, Alan yeah. Watts has been huge. Alan Watts has been huge in my life. Like, I, I, yeah, he's up there. Him and Wayne are my, my top two. Stuart Wilde, my top three. Those three guys really, without them, you know, without them teaching me that everything's perfect. Isn't that powerful? Like when you realize, when you have that realization that everything's perfect, you are a spiritual, a human being having a spiritual experience, not the other way around. That that everything's perfect. That there's no failures, just feedback. That you know that everything that's ever happened to you. I mean, all those years in the bars of the madness. It's helped me become a really powerful coach. I see someone going down that road, and I, you know, with Brandon, whoever it is, I'm, I'm, I stop it. Like I'm, 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 I guess guided to, or it's, it feels like it's my, you know, it's my duty to to help these people not go down where I went down. The madness and the destruction, um, the suicidal thoughts and the depression, and the anxiety and and all the stuff that went with that. And um, you know, Wayne was, you know, I, I read 101 ways to transform your life all the time. Like I always go back to that, and well, two things I send my clients: 101 ways to transform your life by Wayne Dyer, and they always, always in the first week watch the shift. Yeah. Always watch the shift. Shift one of my, don't one of my favorite movies, that and Finding Joe. But um, the shift, I just I, I, as soon as I pass that to them, they come back to me the next week, the next coaching session, with this a new air. You know, the first thing Wayne says in that movie is it starts off and he's talking and he just goes, wakes up, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's been a huge part of my life since watching the shift, waking up mm-hmm. and, and having gratitude. And of course, Miracles talks about, it's a great saying, um, only what you're not willing to give in any situation is what's missing. Mm-hmm. Because it all comes from within. And it's yeah. like, you know, if you if you... You, and I think Wayne talks about you can't give what you don't have. It's one of my favorite ones I use with my clients a lot. You don't have love. Have love. You don't have love for yourself. You can't ever give it. This is where yeah. the, the, this is a lot of the problem with the world, right? Because people aren't loving and what, themselves. And what's inside is what comes out, right? Like he talks about with the orange, and when yeah, you squeeze yeah, right. it, that's what comes out. Oh, there's a lot coming out right now. <laughs> so it's just like two two unhealed people. They get together. Well, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough because. No one's, no one's stopped to slow down and look at themselves. You know, who am I? Who have I become? What do I really want? You know, and, and you know, out of this need to have a partner. I hear it all the time with, with, with you know, my clients that are single, like, I need to have a partner. Like, once I get to the point where they're the only thing they really need, then they attract this whole new you know, entity, a whole new you know, frequency of man or woman. Well, I so. think relationships um, are very challenging. But they are the best way for us to come into contact with the unhealed parts of ourselves. So it's never about what the other person is doing or not doing or saying or not saying. It's about why is this triggering you? You know, what is it in you that wants to be healed? That, you know, if you're feeling upset, there's something in there that needs to be healed. But I love what you said about that the universe is perfect. And I think if we even can entertain that idea, even if you're not really sure because it sounds a little too far out there, even if you can entertain the idea that what if everything is perfect, it eliminates all shame. It eliminates all struggle because you can just be with it and accept things as they are 
and and then work with what is because that's where our power is then we're not stuck in the past or or chasing after the future then you can really be in the moment so i think that's really a core thing that i mean how many people really believe that <laughs> not many well, well, it's, in, it's in the esoteric folder isn't it up, up there esoterics but you know it's in, i'm glad you said that because something just was guided and that was the importance of meditation and the importance of silence mm -hmm. and, and and you know People start it and don't get it, whatever it is they're, they're trying to do. They're trying to get something out of it. It's not, a, not about that. It's about you're sitting in space. And, and you know, I think um, Deepak always talks about the, the gap. You know, step into that gap. That's where everything is in that gap of silence where you're, you know, you're, you're literally, you know, speaking to the higher version or God or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, that's mm -hmm. why I kind of like try to do as much meditation as possible because I don't, don't always get there either. I don't always get there. But when I do, it's profound. Um, I get my answers up there in there, and this mm -hmm. is the whole idea. And and, and something Carl my and healing, as well. the healing. And Carl would always say, looking back of all the things that he does, it's the meditation that sticks out as being as having the, you know the eighty twenty rule, the most impact, small amount of time for a massive amount of impact. Well, it gets you out of your head and into your heart for oh. one thing, because we're so um, you know intellect driven. <laughs> we worship the intellect, but the mind is a wonderful servant and a terrible master. Um, and you know, Dr. Dyer talked about meditation as being conscious contact with God. And I saw him in Maui, and he wanted us to experience a meditation together. Um, as a group, right? This was a weekend workshop. Yeah. Um, because he says that's it. You know, that's that's a that's a direct experience. That's not, you know, talking about water isn't gonna get you wet, right? Like you have to feel it, you have to experience it. And and that's the best way that he knew of to to teach us. And so he started this meditation, and this was after he'd been studying the Tao for a year. And I think it was maybe like the most connected that I've ever seen him. He just, it's like he'd slowed down and he'd softened and he was in such a good place and it put me in such a good place. Like I went home from that for months just feeling on a completely Blowing. different vibration. But Blowing. when he started this meditation, you could feel this energy in the whole room. And I think it's because he was so practiced at connecting to that place of raising his own vibration that he raised the vibration of the whole room and made it easier for us to get there, to get there with him. So meditation is amazing. And there's so many different ways of doing it. Like I, it bothers me that people are afraid to try it or they think, no, it's not for me because there's so many different ways. Well, and that's, and that's a great segue to, to what I was thinking about when you said about Wayne Dyer being, being more calm and slowing down. Coach Carl spent two years slowing me down. Right? Like, <laughs> that so is a big job. I can big, tell you were going a million miles an hour, and I don't know if anybody could have slowed you down. I'll get to the phone call every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. to 9 or 10, where it used to go over, and he would go, okay, so we're just going to slow it all down now. Because <laughs> I just went off, I went off, the, off, I went five minutes, bang. Here's what's happened this week. He's like, Okay, so we're just going to slow everything down and we're just going to take the breath. We're going to slow it down. We do a little meditation and I'll go, oh, okay, all right, I'm back again. And so, yeah, so that being said, I think the most important part of having a powerful um, meditation practice is the process of slowing down. Yeah. And so my coaching practice is designed to help people find peace. So, but in, the proce in that process, I have to slow them down just 
Right, you slow down. Now let's get rid of all the distractions, all the things that are taking you out of peace. What are, what are, what are they? What is it? Is it drinking at night time? Is it you know, you're, you're visiting your mum on the weekends? What it, what's taking you out of peace? Remove all the distractions. And that's what Carl, even leaving the club was because of Carl. Like, you know, he said to me once, oh, it was such a powerful moment. He goes, have you ever applied the three Gs to what you're doing? I said, what's the three Gs? Um, he goes, is what you're doing good for you? I went, no. He goes, is what you're doing good for other people? I went, no. He goes, is what, what you're doing good for the greater good? I went, definitely not. And I go, oh, so I'm in the wrong career. He goes, possibly. But the point is, are you, are you finding peace? And I said, I'm, not, I'm never at peace. And he added the fourth G, which was, um, is it good for your legacy? Which I use that a lot mm. now. But, um, and applying that same 3G to coaching, is it good for me? Absolutely yes. Is it good for others? Absolutely yes. Good for my, go to good and good for my legacy. All yeses. So this is a really good question people ask themselves right now. Is what you're doing good for you, good for others, good for the good? If it's not, then it's really worth having a look at it and, and bringing more peace to it or, or shifting. And this is you know, leading into, into purpose, right? I mean, Wayne Dyer taught me purpose. Alan Watts taught me purpose. Like, you know, uh, uh, um, do you know um, um, Mark Twain? The two most important days of your life, the day you were born, the day you work out why. <laughs> why? Why, why are you here? What are you here yeah. to do? And, and, and to, that's, and that's, I mean, I, with my clients, it's something I get very, very clear about. Once you process the past, you get clear about the future. And that's where Wayne, you know, comes in and, and uh, you know, just some of his quotes. A simple quote can shift someone. It's, the movie's called The Shift. His program's called The Shift. But just one little shift. I've got some quotes here. Like, it always blows me away. Like, where is it? Down here. Like, um, grow. Oh, it's not a quote. This is what he said. Grow, know that there's an invisible, invisible intelligence in everything. You have the power to make contact with this divine intelligence and create a life of bliss. Like this whole idea of bliss and peace. Um, and you can't get it until you've sort of cleared, cleared them. You know, what's that? This one here. Um, I love this one. Attempt to remove all enemies from your thoughts. The same intelligence that flows through you flows through all human beings. When you know that you are, you are connected to all, you cannot fathom striking at, at others that alone feeling hatred for them. Like just, just every, there's a hundred of them, one of these, and every one of them just goes boom, boom. Like, crazy, yeah. right? Actually, Brandon got me listening to the um, the audiobook, 101 Ways to Transform Your mm. Life, because he told me that he was listening to that at bedtime, and I was like, that yeah. sounds amazing. I'm going to look at that. And I don't even think it's one that I had listened to before. And it is such a fantastic one, especially um, when you're in a quiet space or, or when you're, I, I would say, probably going to bed or getting up in the morning because it's like, it just it just kind of flows. And it's like, it's not a story that you're trying to follow. It's just these little nuggets. And some of them are going to hit home for you and, and change something. Be peaceful, experience silence, meditate, and really listen to God. The result will be that you will find the solution to each of your problems within yourself. Be it related to relationships, finances, health, or self-image. Like every one of them just just tell gives you the answers to things. Um, and I've just found so much. He, he, he's definitely given me peace because because I, I mean I, I revisit. I mean I've listened to his stuff over and over, and, and, and every time, like reading the Course in Miracles, like reading you know Return to Love. I've read that book out loud eight times. Or I read it out loud just to like connect it. But every time I go back to Wayne's, he's written forty books. I mean I. I only read six of them because I, I keep going back to them to get it. 
to get that book and they'll read it again. The fifth, sixth time, the, the nuggets are popping up again. I didn't, I didn't get that last time. I think what's so interesting is nobody agrees on what's the best book <laughs> because, no, no. because it, they're all so good that it's like whichever one you started with or whichever one gave you that aha moment or, or shifted something for you, you have that, yeah. that emotional resonance with. But I, I you know, <laughs> I feel like that's testimony to that. You, It doesn't really matter which which book or which audio or whatever. I love his live lectures. Like people always ask me, well, what book should I start with? And I'm like, start with the live lectures because he was so passionate in front of an audience. And I think that was his, that was his favorite thing. And you can feel that. And then you get a sense for who he is and then he's already with you. And then if you pick up one of his books, you've already, you've already got that cadence. You've already got that voice in your head. That's going to help you. I think understand that even better and listening to him. Like I used to, I mean, I've listened to him for more than 20 years. Right. And I, I had audio tapes in my car back in the day. I've got, I got a whole pile of CDs. I have a bunch of stuff on audible now, like, and, and still, to this day, I can listen to him and get something new from it. I always go back to him. In fact, if you ask any of my clients, and I've coached you know, 60 or 70 people in the last two years, um, all of them will say that it's, it's Wayne's voice for starters, that hypnotic, beautiful, soft, trancing voice, a deep feeling voice. Uh, and, and, um, and I was just going to say that the book that I tend to pass on, usually audio, funnily enough. I, I pass the Evonian Zones audio. It's an mm -hmm. hour and 26 minute little video, but there's quite a few of them. Um, I pass that on, that seems, that's the first thing I pass to my clients. Um, and they, they, they all say that's one of the ones that have the biggest impact. I think I passed it on to Brandon the first time as well. Evonian I haven't Zone. heard the audio to that. I'm gonna check mm. that out. You've inspired me. Like I have the book, but I, I don't have the audio. And I wonder when he recorded that. I wonder if that was a while ago. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like 12 points, I think it's, um, you have, you have the power to choose. It talks about having the power to choose. Take charge of all of yourself. It goes into that. Love yourself. It goes into that. Seek your own approval. Um, followed by the past doesn't equal the present. You know, guilt and worry destroy you. And also true. Um, become excited. Explore the unknown. Um, cha challenge convention. Beware the justice trap. I mean, it goes it goes on. But you know, I think that for me, that and, and you know, spiritual solution to everything. Spiritual solution to everything. I tend to send to people at the end of the coaching lessons because they've, they've opened up you know, esoterically a bit more mm -hmm. and they're more connected or they've, they've done a month of meditation. And oh, this is pretty cool. And of course, you know, um, Wayne's got meditations as well. It sounds like you're easing people into spirituality that are, uh -huh. you know, they're, they're looking at the, aha. <laughs> uh -huh. well, no, that's the answer, at... right? That's the answer, right? But you, to get them yeah. there is a, is a different thing. Oh, oh, and there's a process because if we're looking at achievement, if we're looking at success, if we're looking at, um, you know, how can I build something that's going to make money? That's a very different thing than like that checklist that you gave us of the three G's, right? Is this good for me? Is this good for others? Is this good for, um, you know? everybody and your legacy like that that's a completely different way of looking at it than i'm trying to gain approval or or reach some level of success that i didn't even define for myself and i think people have to when they're coming at it from that point right they're like i need a relationship i need to make a million dollars i need this then it's like you can you can move them in that direction towards 
being at a better place in your life. And those things naturally arise from being at a better place in your life. And then along the way, you start realizing mm, there's something bigger moving the pieces around. There's something deeper underneath this. And and I think when people feel that, whoosh, you know, that that just changes everything. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a really cool saying that goes, you better stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm that personified. You know, I fell into every job that came along along the way. Like I finished school and, you know, I do you want to do this? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. So next thing you know, I'm a roof tiler. Next thing you know, I'm a graphic artist. Next thing you know, I'm um, an architectural draftsman. Next thing you know, like none of them are connected to me. I might have shown some aptitude in there, but I'd never really stopped and said, what do I really want? What's going to bring me happiness? And this is that inside of your purpose. A, a purpose or your dharmic path, you know, you know, what are you here to do? What are your unique talents? What are you called to? That's a calling thing too, right? Like for me, I was coaching, you know, basketball teams back when I was 20. And I started having my spiritual experience when I was about 21. And I was reading this, um, reading this amazing book called The Silver Birch, The Teachings of the Silver Birch. Heard it? No, I haven't. Oh, wow. I'm talking about it another time. But um, I, had, <laughs> I had an experience back then. It was my first sort of foray into spirituality. Um, and um, that led me to my that that book somewhere some, somehow back in 19, 1993 or something. That, that's when I first started listening to Wayne, and then everything changed. Then, but you know, because I didn't stand for anything, I kept falling back. Someone said, "Let's buy a nightclub." I went, "Okay." Like, mm-hmm. why? Why am I buying a nightclub? I, I did, there was no reason why I was yeah. buying it. And this is where values come in, like getting clear on your values, clear on your values. Like what are your top 10? What's your top five, top three? And what's your top one? And another thing Carl said to me, I mean, we went through this process of, of um, working out what my values were. And we got down, we finally got down to it after all, a lot of work on it. My number one value at the time, they change sometimes, but the number one value at the time was health. And he goes, so how healthy are you in nightclubs? I went, oh my God, like I was sick once a month, I was, you know, I was sick once a month. I was eating bad food. I was drinking alcohol, destroying myself. And here I am. My value that I'd never looked at in my life was health. Yeah. It was a clear sign. What a mismatch. Clear sign to get out. You know, and this is that whole idea of, you know, people each day are feeling sad or feeling, feeling off. They're feeling, they're feeling off. Things don't feel right, and that's the time. That's the time to start looking at yourself. Inject well, some Wayne, I mean, you- Wayne diamond. you had success but i think it would have killed you i think if you if you kept going it would have killed you in one form or another so i I mean i I said to my wife this i said to my wife this morning i I would have had a heart attack i think if i had gone if i had still been doing it now i don't think i would have survived up until now i'm amazed really at like how much you (laughs) how much suffering how much suffering you were willing to show up for um for something that didn't feel right anymore because you I guess you thought you were stuck. And how many well, people feel that way? Well, I lied to myself too. I told myself it was okay. Like this this misery, um, I had good money coming in. I knew everyone knew me, I had some popularity. Um, I mean, everyone in Melbourne knew who I was, um, or most people, right? Um, you know, and, and you know, I had a nice car, beautiful apartment, everything I thought I wanted. Um, I got to the top of the mountain, like, I own the best nightclubs in you know, in this area and I was Miserable, absolutely, absolutely, and not only miserable, like lost, hopeless, had no sense of bearing. I was literally a ship in the water without a rudder. I had no purpose, no drive, and uh, you know it was, it was you know, Wayne. 
Carl and people like Wayne that are able to sort of bring me back to the centre so I can start making some big decisions about what do I... What was the last time people asked themselves the question, what do you want? I asked my clients, first thing I asked my clients is what do you want? They go, I don't know. Well, okay, we need, yeah. we need, to, we need to go a bit deeper than that. Yeah. That's where the work is. What do yeah. you want? What do you want? Yeah. Amazing. Well, mm. you know, Wayne Dyer talks about from ambition to meaning. Mm. And, and I think you really experienced that. Like on paper, everything looked good. And I think that's so common. And so many of us just follow what's expected of us or, you know, what looks like success without asking ourselves those questions. I mean, what if we learn this in school? You know, what if we learn this from a young age? Like it could be different. And I, I want to raise my kids that way, but they have their own lives. So you never know what choices they're going to make. But, um, you know, you talked about his movie, the shift and he would love that you're giving that to people because he was so proud of that. He had a goal of, I think it was, I think he wanted 3 million people to watch that movie. And he, um, I don't know if we've reached that goal, but over a million have seen it. I know that much. And he was so passionate about it. You know, he was nervous about showing up as as an actor. I mean, I think he was in his 60s at the time. And he was like, oh, like, do I really need to be doing something new right now? But I think he had this vision for decades about what he could do differently to reach people and that's why we know him because he did those things because he went on the tonight show because he you know he he showed up places that people weren't normally talking about spirituality and in the shift i think he wanted it to be really high quality he didn't want it to be just something that was thrown together he wanted the full movie experience that could reach people that maybe wouldn't wouldn't otherwise receive it and he would carry copies of the dvds and hand them out to people at the airport or wherever he was he'd send them to people who called in like so he was i mean i think that was the one thing he wanted to push more than anything else that he did was his movie the shift so he would be thrilled that and and i'm I'm so glad you said because and, and i and i it's the first thing i do everyone gets it everyone gets it they're getting it even people and this happens i mean i had five calls yesterday and those five calls are just people coming in and kind of like a, like a pre-coaching call. I'll give them you know, 30, mm-hmm. 40 minutes, talk about their problems. And I'll, I might ask them what their, their biggest problems are right now, what's holding them back. And then, and then what I'll do is I'll match, I'll match a video for them just to start out, something to watch, to, to put new information. And I'll always throw in the shift. And so I always say, watch the shift first, because I know, because all my clients, and of the, of the six stories in the shift, the six or seven stories, kind of all intertwined, but... They all pick up one of them, you know. Women seem to pick up one with Portia de Rossi. There's relationship stuff going on. It's a madhouse and the guys are listening, not, hear, not, not hearing each other. You know, one, you know, identifies with the creative side, the, the lady that, you know, ends up drawing. Um, and they all just, they, all of them pick up. Something resonates with each of them. And, 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 and that, great, thank you, Wayne. There's healing there. There's healing there. In that, in that space, they come back to me, our ads, I really resonated with that part of it. And I had to ask why. And they go, well, this, this, this. And I go, here we go. This is where the work is, right there. So he's, he's kind of like opening <laughs> opening me up for, for questions, which is great. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I, I love mm-hmm. hearing about the work that you're doing and um, just seeing how in alignment you are and how lit up and inspired you are. And your life is really inspiring. And I feel like you're so... Um, primed to help people through the real life stuff because of 
you went down the wrong the wrong road for too long, right? And so you know what that feels like, and you know that that there isn't peace and there isn't health and there isn't joy there. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on and talking to me about you know your passions and your well, mentor. That's, that's, that's exactly what I do. I, I, I literally take on a client, and I, and you know when they're going down that road, they don't need to go down there, but you know your thoughts control your life, and so helping them to see things differently to see experience yes. yesterday i was talking to an athlete uh, and she a fear of failure i just had a little conversation i said you know there's actually there's actually no failure it's just it's, it's a feedback mechanism like you just you think you do something wrong it's really just what what was it about that what action did you you know step wrong that is wrong is a failure and it's just feedback and once you understand that it's just feedback and everything's designed to learn everything's designed to evolve and grow once you look at things that way you shift your perception from you know, fear and worry and into sort of a more of a loving space, which is, well, like, she sent me a message this morning. Perfect example. She, she said, it's, it's classic, which is really cool. And she said, um, um, I stuffed up at training today, which is a pro basketball, stuffed up at training today, and then I thought, effort, it doesn't matter. Progress, thumbs up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just a small conversation, just that one little shift. And, you know, each time they have a shift, they're able to sort of, you know, go more, start making the journey inwards. Because that's what mm-hmm. Wayne always talks about, having that journey. Once you get to know yourself and really know yourself and why you do the things you do, why you've got neurosis about things, what, you know, mm-hmm. if, you know, your beliefs are controlling your life. If mum said to you, you're not good enough, or money grows on trees, or whatever it is, um, and you believe that, it's a subconscious belief, until you change belief, you're always going to believe it. Like, you don't, you don't really believe you can su- succeed. If you don't really believe it, it's not going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Change it's your thoughts, clear. change your life. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So the big, big, I love Wayne. Um, he's always with me. And, uh, you know, I, I reached out to Sky, one of his daughters, a couple yeah. of years ago. Just messaged her on Instagram and said, hey, how you going? I'm a big fan of your dad's and blah, blah, blah. And just had a nice conversation. And just sort of, even since then, just having that connection to her, like little, little peak connection to her, like just... Wayne came back into my life in a big, he's in my life a big way. I'm mean, going to listen to him every day. Yeah. Every day. I feel you. He's a big part of my life. Actually, this year, he's a huge part of my life because mm. um, I started this group five years ago when he died, but it's grown a lot, especially in the last two years. Yeah, and then I started huge. this podcast in, in April mm. and I started with telling his life story and it's like, <laughs> my life is becoming so interwoven with his stories, but in a way, it always was. His story about his father had a huge impact on me. Um, you know, going back to the graveside years later, that was a really huge impact. His relationship with my father <clears throat> was you know, nothing until only a couple of years ago when I decided to forgive him. Um, forgiveness, we should talk about forgiveness, not maybe another podcast, but forgiveness is. Just, uh, Forgiveness massive. should be a whole podcast. Yeah, I think that would be a great one to talk about. Yeah. I was just reading something, I was one of Wayne's comments to here. Relax about the future and let it go. This is a huge part of my life. This is where I am right now. I'm pretty much surrendered to everything and just know. I've got this saying every morning, everything always works out for me. I've got to say, yes. every morning, everything always mm-hmm. works out for me. I've been saying it for a year and a half and funnily enough, everything always works out for me, right? So um, relax about the future and let it go. Instead, make an active commitment to enjoy this day a little bit more which I've been doing bit by bit, it's very difficult to accomplish anything when you are stressed over the outcome. When you relax and get peaceful, you become inspired and efficient. 
like that couldn't ring more true. Since I've relaxed my life and got rid of all the distractions, um, I, I was making great money at the bars and, and everything I ever wanted. And I think Wayne died. I'm pretty sure it was Wayne was talking about having a having a that attachment one. Have a mind that's attached to not attached to nothing. Opened everything and attached to nothing. That's the one, right? Mm-hmm. And so during that during the process with Carl, I decided to because I didn't want to be attached to anything. I bought a you know a, a fancy car so I'd look good. And what I did, I sold everything. I saw this is three three and a half years ago. My wife and I we sold everything. And for three and a half years, I, I own a backpack and a suitcase. That's it. Wow. Still now we're living up in North Queensland, about to build a house, but. Like the the freedom, the freedom yeah. that I feel, I, I'm not attached. I mean, now I can go and buy things because I'm not attached to it. But before, mm-hmm. I was buying things because it was going to make me feel better about myself, which is yeah, never the, never the answer. Now this is living. This is yeah. living. And I was going to say, I, I, I the money I was making putting seventy hours a week drinking drugs, you know, the money the, the money I was making for that was was good money, but I was doing seventy hours a week and destroying my life transform three years later. So everyone can do this. Once you decide what you want to do, what you want to do, and you get clear about it and you start moving towards that, three years, three and a half, four years later, I'm making more money for 10 hours a week, I'm working 70% less, and I love it. I jump out of bed, I'm excited, I'm connected. I love people, I love everyone. I love everything. Like I'm in love with everything. I don't hate anyone, I let go of all my anger, and you know, it's just a beautiful place to be and everyone can get there. They just need, sometimes just need some coaching or they need to just slow down and get rid of the distractions, the bad ones. What you did took a lot of courage and a little mm. guidance yeah. and you got them at just the right time. I mean, gosh, talk about the synchronicities that happened for you to, yeah. to connect with Carl. And then, um, yeah, I mean, you had, I mean, every day is a choice. Every day you're making choices. It wasn't a choice you made once. It's a, it's a choice you made when you woke up this morning too, that this is what I want to do. This is where I feel purposeful. So thank you for bringing your message through. Now, do you work with people only locally or do you take clients online all as over, well? All over the world. I've got a client tomorrow in LA, and a client in England. I've got clients everywhere. But I mean, majority are from Melbourne because I'm from Melbourne. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I run a 30-day program, a 30-day transformation, mindset transformational program. Uh, and we, we have five conversations, one before we start. One the first week in, one second week in, one third week in, one the last week, the last day, and then each day they learn a new lesson uh, based on wisdom. Like there's the way Wayne's you know, component of this. He, everything he does, he you know draws from the Tao, he draws from Jesus, he draws from Confucius, he draws from all Everywhere. the great, the great yeah. teachers, and and that's really a cornerstone of my my coaching is I, I bring wisdom to it. So every day there's a there's a wise you know wise lesson that you just want a day. I don't want to put too much in. It takes about Within their rich, with their rituals and well, their meditation, it's an hour. It's an hour a day they put into themselves. It's a sacred time for themselves. And I just each day they do a lesson, and then at the end of the time, you know, I just I just lead them on this path to self discovery and and back to peace. So it's awesome. I mean, it's worked every time, and I I love it. And Carl's a big part of that as well. Well, you're inspiring me, and I'm sure you're inspiring a lot of people who are going to be listening to this. So get ready for some calls. Um, I, want to, <laughs> I, want to say, wanna... I want to say two things that I just come up, and I think maybe Wayne's given to me. I just remember them. Um, there's, there's two things I use a lot in my coaching, and I, I think they're really powerful. And 
and it helps people make the shift, <laughs> funnily enough, is this idea of, because a lot of people I coach have had terrible upbringings, uh, considerable mm-hmm. trauma, uh, quite a few of them are suicidal or, or depressed, um, feeling a lot of guilt and shame, which are the, the, the lowest forms of emotion. And those forms of emotion, kind of like cigarettes leading to alcohol, and alcohol leading to drugs, and drugs leading to, to suicide, it's the same thing, guilt and a guilt and fear and shame are, you know, are the ones that lead, the ones that yeah. lead to, to, to depression and suicide. Um, and one thing I, I, I wanted to say this was, I have this thing I tell all of them, which is, it's okay to live with the past, but not from the past. Mm-hmm. I've always, always found that would be a really powerful way to help people shift. It's okay to live with it. So stuff happened. You know, it is, it is what it is, but not living with it is the, is the hell. So making that shift from living with the past to living from the past. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's not the wake that's driving the boat. It's the energy mm. that you generate in this moment. And so, don't. It's it's as simple as changing the story you tell yourself about your life. You can reframe it and find your power and find your way into feeling better than you ever thought possible. What's the best way for people to reach you? Um, just on my website, AdamEdwards.co. Pretty simple. Okay. Um, send me an email. There, there's, there's actually, I've got a life audit on there. People jump in and look at my story. They can go to an area that says my life audit. This is two documents they can fill out and send to me. And it gives me an idea of where they're at. And then we can go deeper after that. So, well, if you want to um, work with Adam, simple. I would say jump yeah. on it because I think we're going to get a lot of interest after this podcast. And, um, you know, awesome work. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being such an inspiration. Thank you for making the change in your life so that you can teach us how to make our lives better too. Absolute pleasure. I love being here. I do feel connected to Wayne and he's in my life a lot. I want to say one last thing, and this is based on the law of clarity, that you're only one thought away from a better thought. Any given time of your day, you're one thought away from a better thought. You, and you always choose it. Always. One, yes. Having a bad thought, you at that time could become conscious and choose that that thought is not the thought I want to think. And I have the opportunity right now to think that thought. One thought away from peace. One thought yes. away from a better thought. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect closing. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for spending this time with me. For all our listeners, thank you for following Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life and telling your friends about it. To get in contact with my guest today, you can find him at adamedwards.co. To learn more about this podcast, please visit nadiadelacruz.com. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Namaste. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.